Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Welcome to the show. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. Thank you so much again for joining me today. I hope your week is going well. Here we are in the middle of the week, Wednesday, and I'm hoping that this whole series we're doing on happiness has been helpful. And so we left off yesterday. We talked about negative self-talk. We talked about doing things solely for money. And these are habits that we want to break because they really get in the way of our happiness. So before we move all the way through this things about money, I want, I want to talk to you about the negative self-talk again and how powerful that is. And we have some great verses on this that talk, us, talk to us about thoughts and, and the mind and, and that we want to really make sure that our mind is really focused on what God thinks, what God sees, how God feels. And so this is really important that it says here in James chapter 1, verse 8, it says, He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And really that verse is really powerful because I want you to think about if you are double-minded, which means you say one thing, you're thinking another, you're going to be unstable. So we want congruency in our mind and out of our mouth and in our heart. We want to have that congruency. So we want to ask for God's thoughts. A lot of times that helps if I know that my mind is not thinking the way that that God would be happy about or that would be healthy for me. And so I ask for God's thoughts. And I make sure that I think on those things, those things that are pure, righteous, noble. And so we, we really want to think about this verse in Romans 12, Uh, Verses 1 and 2, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So when we think about bodies, this is all of us, heart, mind, soul, physical, emotional, spiritual, everything, when we are presenting the whole entire package to God. And so it goes on to say, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. So I think that's super powerful. It says, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And don't be conformed to the world, which is the love of money. And the need for a transformation in our mind is about this, the negative self-talk. So when we look at this idea of stopping the negative self-talk, it's one of the best things you could do for yourself and for those around you. Because you're going to have more positivity. You're going to feel better about yourself. 
And that doesn't mean that we're in denial about who we are and the things that we need to change. But we're recognizing that the love of God transforms all of that and supersedes every sin that we have and that we can count on that. We can depend on that. That his love covers a multitude of sin. So when we left off yesterday talking about doing things solely for money, I want you to really get creative. And I want you to think about, you know, if you have a, if you have a, a job that for you is just a job, then when I say that you don't do things solely for money, what we're saying is money can mean freedom. Money can give us experiences. Money can give us time. But it doesn't actually say who we are. It's how we view money. And so get clear on what money actually means to you. What have you associated it with? And remind yourself, you're not just doing what you're doing just for money. You're doing it for what money gives you access to. It's a means to an end. And so some people get to have a job that they love. Some people have to do a job to make sure they have a life that they love, right? But don't get your identity from money and how much money you have. It can disappear in a day. I mean, think about what happened to Greece when they stole everybody's money. The government stole everyone's money. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we really have to depend on our security being from God. That God is the one that opens the doors. And God is the one that allows us to have access to that money so that we can have the life and live it the way he's asked us to live it. So it's not about what you're doing, it's why you're doing it. So you want to make sure that the motivator behind your action aligns with your values and your heartfelt passions. Because when you do that, then your life changes. When I know why I'm doing what I'm doing, when I understand the impetus behind it, then my life changes because that's passion. So if you have a job you hate, but your passion is your family, then what a great thing. You're making money to take care of your family. If it gives you the opportunity to go places that you want to go, awesome. If it gives you the opportunity to have the health care that you need, that's awesome. So make sure that you know why What's the why behind the money? So clarify your motivators. Make sure you understand what's motivating you. And not holding on to it too tightly. So let's look at this next one. This next habit that we really, really want to break. And that is being closed-minded. See, human beings, we are designed to evolve. And when I mean evolve, I'm not saying evolution and those types of things. I'm saying we are designed to become more, to become better, to pursue, to challenge, and to test. So we don't want to be closed-minded. We don't want to be afraid of information. See, information isn't what's dangerous. It's whether or not we can clarify if it's true or not. It's what we do with the information. 
It's why we have the information. It's why we're disseminating information. So new experiences, new insights, listening open in an open-minded manner as to why someone thinks the way they think, feels the way they feel, is doing what they're doing. It's all about relationship. And when I become closed-minded and I judge prematurely, I miss out on the opportunity, first of all, to get to know someone, to learn to love them, and to extend God's love to them. See, God listens to everything we say, no matter how crazy it is. He's not closed-minded. He wants to know everything you're thinking and doing, and he wants to talk to you about it. He says, come, let us reason together. So one of the best things we can do as humans is to be open to information. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not discerning. And there are many things that I don't let my mind consider or talk about or think about. But those things usually are what we, we already know. Those so things like pornography, you know, I'm not into horror movies, these types of things. And so I'm careful what I already know about whatever the information is and whether I'm going to be closed-minded to it. But I'm not initially closed-minded. I want to be a curious person. So when you close your mind, you stunt your growth. You want to be open to new information. You want to give yourself a chance to assess the value of new ideas. And you want to be aware of having really rigid opinions. And I I can tell you the truth. Some of my opinions have changed over the years. Things I thought that I would never change my mind on, I have. So it's imperative that we have flexibility. It's easy to become attached to our opinions, even when they're dated. So we want to make sure that we're using the mind that God gave us to have discernment, not to be closed-minded. One of the best ways to turn off the world when it comes to Christians is how closed-minded they can appear and they can, they can seem. So we want to make sure that we're being relational first. We can always say no. We can always say, you know, I don't feel comfortable talking about that. We, we have the ability to set boundaries. So your mind is like a parachute. I like this. This is Frank Zappa. I, I love this quote. He says, a mind is like a parachute. It doesn't work if it's not open. That's amazing to me. So your mind like a parachute and it doesn't work if it's not open so reconsider your opinions evaluate them make sure that you know why you are attached to that opinion see the opinions that I have I'm very able to defend them I've thought about them I researched them and I've chosen that opinion it isn't just I just took it in at face value because everybody else around me had had that same opinion so I want to be responsible for my opinions, and I want to be able to defend them. So here's the next habit, and this is a big one. Buying into mainstream media. See, what you see in mainstream media really is only one perspective. And whether it's the news showing you misery or advertising, you know, telling you what you have to buy and what would make you happy, 
your consciousness is is what you absorb. It it absorbs it like a sponge if you're not careful. And if you're not careful, you start to mirror what mainstream media is telling you. And this is where the closed-mindedness, we want to be careful we're not closed-minded to mainstream media, but we want to be discerning. And the culture we have does not make people feel good about themselves at all. And you have to be strong enough to say, if the culture doesn't work, don't buy it. That's by Mitch Album. What a great author he is. And he makes it very clear. He says, the culture we have does not make people feel good about themselves. It's designed to do the opposite. So you want to stay the master of your own mind and exercise your free will consciously. Especially if you feel, you know, you look at some of the social media and you start to go, wow, I suck as a person, right? That's how you know it's not true, Then You're buying into something that's not true because the truth always sets us free. So if you're not getting freedom by whatever it is that you're looking at or seeing or hearing, then it's not true. So we want to be very careful how much we buy into social media and mainstream media. You have to decipher what content out there really enhances your life and what feels, makes you, you know, leaves you feeling less than. That's, this is not what we want to buy into. This is one of the other ways that the enemy sneaks into our life, causes us con self-condemnation, causes us to feel less than, causes us to even have self-hatred. And when that occurs, we're opening ourselves up to a lot of sin. Because whenever we feel that bad, we end up usually doing self-medicating behavior, which is overeating, overexercising, overspending, gossiping, drinking, smoking, drugs, sleeping too much, whatever it is. We have to be really careful that we protect ourselves just like we would protect children. I mean, I know you out there that have children. Don't you censor what they, what they look at and what they listen to? Don't you want them to be careful about what, what they're taking in? Well, just because we're adults doesn't mean we're not God's child that we're supposed to be protecting. So we want to be very careful how much we buy into it because it changes. Social media changes. So consciously choose what you absorb and throw the rest out. So let's look at this next habit that we're going to break. This is a tough one. This is uh, having a lack of balance. And I can tell you, honestly, this is one of my biggest struggles is many times balance. I want to do so many things. And, and I can overextend myself. And, and I have to be very careful that I practice balance in my life. See, so many people spend their health gaining wealth. And then they have to spend their wealth to regain their health. That's a quote by A.J. Reb Matter. I thought it was a brilliant quote. So many people spend their health to gain wealth, and then they have to spend their wealth to regain their health. 
So be careful. Where are your priorities? Know if your priorities are out of whack. Something has to give. The hardest thing is that we're living in mortal bodies, which means that there are limitations. Our mind can conceive of all kinds of things, but we have to be careful of capacity. And I have to recognize my own capacity. And I've talked before on the show about this wonderful book called The Three Mile an Hour God, and that we are so exceeding capacity as humans right now. And we're, and, and we're seeing the fallout from it. Because we are, actually, this is what's very sad. The United States is the most in-debt, drug-addicted, and I'm not just talking, I'm not talking street drugs, I'm talking overly medicated and most overweight of all the nations in the world. That is a sad fact. So balance is a really important thing. We have to know how to say no to ourselves. We have, to, we have to know how to set limits. So we can't neglect our relationships by working longer hours to be more successful and then have more money and then say, well, now I'll hang out with my friends. See, no, nobody is happy in, at, on their deathbed because they have a whole bunch of money. People on their deathbed are happiest when they have friends and family surrounding them and helping them with that process. It's all about relationship. So we don't want to sacrifice our money in order to have happy relationships and better health. That's not balance either. So we don't use money, again, for things that it cannot buy. Money cannot buy happiness, cannot buy friendships, not true friendships. And it cannot buy life. So we have to be really careful about balance. Are you drinking water? Are you having enough protein? Are you sleeping enough? Are you exercising? Are you taking time with God? Are you taking time with friends and family? Where are you spending your life? See, your life is currency. You need to understand where you're spending it. I don't want you to bankrupt your life. So think about this. Think about what balance is for you. And it can be very different than from somebody else. I know that for me, balance is different than it is for my husband. But we both have to practice balance in our life. Otherwise, we're no good for each other. We're no good for our kids. I'm no good for my clients. So balance has to be your number one priority. Think about Jesus. He lived such a balanced life. He understood capacity. He was God in a human body, and he was willing to live as a human. So he took time with his friends. He slept. He ate. He walked away from people. He spent quiet time with his father. There are so many things that he did not do while he was down here, and yet he changed the world for all time. If he would not have taken care of himself, he would have never endured the cross. So we want to think about balance. We want to make sure we don't lean too far in one direction, because when we lean too far in one direction, we're going to fall over, right? 
It's up to us to make a conscious decision that keeps us balanced, both feet firmly on the ground, in each of the key areas of our lives that we make choices that support balance and well-being. Take care of you. You are of great value. To God, to the world, he created you for a reason. It wasn't just happenstance. You know, you may never know what the point of your life was until you get to heaven. But what you need to know is there is a point. And you want to make sure that when you stand before God, he says, hey, well done, well done. And that doesn't mean, thank you, Cynthia, for living a perfect life. That means he's going to say, you know, I'm really proud of you. You put a lot of effort into the life I gave you. It matters. So reassess your priorities. Think about what's taking up your time. Think about how much time you spend in one area or another. And see if it's an imbalance. You know, and if you're not sure, ask people around you. Remember I told you earlier <laughs> last week about my girlfriend that had to confront me. That's what friends do. Friends are good at saying, hey, you know, you're like kind of exceeding capacity. You are not doing well with limits. You are pushing it too far. Or they may be saying to you, you're not putting enough effort into your own life. What are you doing with your time down here? There is a point. There is a reason. So let's look at this next one. This is pushing against the natural flow. And I like this one. I like this is because this goes along with really living a life of balance. Sometimes we push so hard to get the things we want. We don't realize we're forcing and that we're going against the natural flow of life. And I know that I can race through life. I, I think fast, I talk fast, I walk fast, I do everything fast. And I have to really look at flow. Am I racing through that moment with this person? Am I pushing it too far? Am I pushing it too fast? What am I doing to myself? Am I not allowing for God's natural flow to occur in my life? Am I trying to race to the finish line ahead of time. So we want to resist that push to, to really push hard to change something. And we want to accept what is peacefully and still take positive action to create those new openings for change. But we want to recognize if I'm pushing so hard, it's harming me. I'm going against the flow. So Think about being a human being and not a human doing. We can get that so upside down. We can just become a human doing. And we forget that we're a human being. We need to be. So how are you being in the world? The energy you bring has everything to do with your outcomes. So stop pushing. Start flowing. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. I'm going to talk to you more tomorrow as we finish up this idea of these terrible habits that steal our happiness. Have a blessed day.
I'll talk to you tomorrow. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember... Be your own best version. Yeah.